We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. When I was about 13, maybe 14 years old, I went with my dad to Panama. And what a lot of people don't know is that one of my dad's best friends is a senator in Panama. So most of my life, uh, whenever we wanted to go to Panama, we made a couple phone calls and all of a sudden we were in Panama, hotels taken care of, food taken care of, transportation taken care of. It was awesome. I've been able to enjoy that country like many people haven't. And here's a story that's hilarious. Um, so one day uh, we're here on this trip, me and my dad, and my dad wants to go visit a pastor. And mind you, this is before like GPSs and you know, my dad had really never driven in Panama. Usually when we went there, someone drove for us. But this time, uh, they gave us a car. And so my dad's like, all right, let's go. He finds out more or less how to get to this place in Panama City. And we're driving um, to there. My dad makes a wrong turn and is driving against traffic. And this is in the middle of downtown. It's super busy. And pretty much uh, the way that uh, things were the time we were there, there was like police officers almost like in every corner directing traffic, making sure things were safe because the streets are so congested. If there's an emergency, you can't even really get a police car to the emergency. And as we're going against traffic, people honking, yelling at us, we're kind of freaking out, don't really know what's happening. A police officer stops our car. I'm freaking out. Um, You know, my dad is a little nervous. We don't know what to do. My dad tells me, oh my gosh, I don't even have my driver's license with me. I don't have my passport with me. Um, Kinda sounds a little like me. And he rolls down the window. And when he rolls down the window, um, they ask him, uh, where are you from? And my dad says, well, I'm, I'm from Miami. And the guy says, whose car is this? And my dad says the name of the senator who owned the car. And the police officer says, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Please continue going your way. Think about that. What kind of benefits we were able to enjoy because the owner of the car was a senator in that country. We were allowed, the police officer said, continue going your way. I'm sorry for uh, disturbing you. Literally, that's what they said to us. And so the guy pretty much said, hey, if you want to keep driving against traffic, go for it because you have a benefit because of the person that you know and the person that owns this car. How many of you know that when you get to know Jesus, it is a lifetime of adventure? Serving Jesus is not a boring journey and there are corresponding benefits to serving God. See, we live in a culture and a society that has somehow made Christianity boring. It's not important. It's not relevant. But the truth of the matter is that Christianity is what allows us to see the world, not only through God's eyes, but to see the world through the eyes of love, the eyes of compassion and hope for humanity. The name of Jesus is the only answer. You can protest as much as you want. But any movement absent of Jesus is just noise. A plan that you make without Jesus, it's empty. And today, I want to spend some time in the Bible reading to you the benefits of knowing God. In Psalms 103, starting in verse 1, and I want all of you in the house or wherever you are watching this video, maybe you're by yourself, I want you to read this scripture out loud with me. All right, we're going to do this in the count of three. One, two, three. 
Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love this psalm because it is a psalm of proclamation. After reading this, you would think that the psalmist wrote this psalm because his life was great. He had money in the bank. His wife was happy. His kids were obedient. No, the truth is this psalm was written in a season of the psalmist's life when he was going through terrible pain, terrible heartache, and he makes a bold proclamation that I am going to bless God and remember all the benefits that I have in serving him. Because how many of you know that sometimes we can forget the benefits of knowing God, especially when we're going through difficult times like the ones that we're going through right now. Like my opening story, the fact that we knew that senator in the country of Panama and my dad was driving, the senator's car came with ridiculous, incredible benefits. I want to speak to you about four benefits that you have in Jesus right now. Some of you know what benefits are. You have a benefit package that come with your job. Well, as followers of Jesus, you have a benefit package too. The reason for this message is for you to realize that when you serve Jesus Christ, you're going to live the greatest life that you've ever lived. And so the first real benefit of knowing Jesus is one, I can believe the best when I see the worst. Let's say that out loud. I can believe the best when I see the worst. This isn't positive thinking only. This isn't trying to position yourself in a state of peace. This is true biblical reality that you have the right to believe the best when you see the worst because of who Jesus is in your life, because you are not alone. In Mark 9, 22, a man comes to Jesus for this very reason. He was upset. He was sad because his child was going through a terrible situation. And he's thinking, what am I going to do with my child? He's not well. And he comes to Jesus and look at what the father said in Mark 9, 22. The father said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us, help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. One of the most comforting things to know when you come to Christ is that you can know this. Regardless of what you can see, you can still believe the best because all things are possible for you when you believe. The Bible says in the book of Romans 8:28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. When you live your life knowing that regardless of what your life throws at you, you can still believe the best. You have not only an intellectual edge and advantage, but you have an emotional advantage in life. Most people are driven by their emotions. They're driven by their feelings. They're driven by the conditions and the circumstances of their life. What gives you and me the benefit to excel in life is that we don't have to be confined just by the circumstances in our life. 
because we believe we're not confined by what's happening in the United States of America or the world or what's going on with coronavirus or the civil unrest. We have a power and a certainty that only comes through Jesus Christ. And someone that already believes enough who said everything is possible for you. One of the greatest benefits is I can believe the best when I see the worst. When I see the worst in my marriage, when I see the worst in my spouse, when I see the worst in the person that's next to me, I can believe the best. So what are you believing? What gives you the right to believe the best? This is what the Bible says, that God will work everything for your good. Do you get that? The second real benefit of knowing Christ, not only can I believe the best when I see the worst, I can discover my true identity when I've lost my sense of destiny. Show me a 25-year-old guy who's lost his sense of destiny. He maybe graduated from college, was expecting to get a job, and finds out that there are no jobs in that particular field that he has spent years studying. Right now, there are some watching this video, and I know that you don't have a job. Every single week, I talk to someone who is being let go from their job. Everything in their life was going good. And then the pandemic came. The most secure job you can think of, gone. So what does a person like that do when your sense of destiny has been derailed and you feel like all of a sudden that what you signed up for isn't what's happening in your life? You know what the number one crime in America is today? You know what it is? It's identity theft. Identity theft is the number one crime in America to this point. And you know what the number one crime in the church is today, among Christians is today? Spiritual identity theft. As long as you don't know who you are in Christ, somebody else can script your life. I'm going to repeat that. As long as you don't know who you are in Christ, someone else is going to script your life. If you're not careful, your marriage will get scripted by someone else. Your marriage will get scripted by what your parents think it should be. Your marriage will be scripted by what your grandparents think it should be. Your marriage is going to be scripted by the lack of love or lack of relationships your parents had. You can think my parents didn't have a good marriage. What should I assume is going to happen in my life? And it is all based on who you see in the mirror. See, there's two great questions that everyone has to answer in life. Number one is, who am I? And number two is, what is my purpose in life? If you're not careful, you are going to let your boss tell you who you are. And you're going to come home and you're going to impose on your wife the frustration that you have by not living up to the measure that your boss sees. You're going to impose on your children that they need to be grateful that you're sacrificing so much for the family. Sometimes you know what it is. We just don't know who we are yet. There's a story in the Bible of these guys that are trying to exercise demons out of people, but they didn't know who they were yet. They were just doing it because they saw someone else do it. When you don't know who you are, you know what you'll do? You're going to do whatever your homies do. You're going to do whatever everyone else is doing, and you're going to come up short. You're going to do what people expect you to do. I love the way this conversation ends in the Bible. When these guys are trying to cast out this demon from a guy, Acts chapter 19, verse 15, the Bible says that the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Who the heck are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped out on them and overpowered them and prevailed against them. And they fled out of the house naked and wounded. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the first person to streak in the Bible. See, you're always going to end up embarrassed when you don't know who you are. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But do you really know who you are? Have you discovered the benefits of knowing who you are in Jesus? Or is Christianity still just a crutch to help you get through the weekend so you could do whatever you want during the week? Or is who you are in Christ infiltrating who you are at work? Infiltrating who you are with your children? Infiltrating who you are at the mall? Who you are at the gym? Infiltrating who you are at South Beach when you go out on the town? Who are you? Remember the evil spirit said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who the heck are you? You know what that tells us? That there is a spiritual dynamic to your life that you cannot avoid. And if you don't know who you are, spiritually, you may be overpowered. And you may be running spiritually, emotionally naked down the street looking for someone to cover you relationally. And trying to find love in the wrong places. Here's the third benefit of knowing Christ. I can forgive myself when I have failed God and I have failed others. One thing that is universally true is that you will fail God and you will fail others. And you know what? It's okay because you know Jesus. Have you ever met someone who doesn't like to admit that they have failed others, that they have messed up? Have you ever met someone that insists that they're always right when it's obvious to everyone that they're wrong? See, in every group, there's always someone who believes that they're always right. But the truth is sometimes they just can't admit that they are wrong. You know the benefits of knowing Christ? is that you can forgive yourself when you know you have failed. God and other people stop carrying that load and that guilt. Jesus forgives you. Just ask for it. There's nothing more treacherous than knowing that you have failed God and failed others and you continue living life that way. This is the reason why sometimes we buy more things. We change the color of our hair. We alter our bodies. We change the cars that we drive. We change the homes that we live in. We change our girlfriend, our boyfriend, our wives, our husbands, whatever it takes to medicate it. See, but isn't it true when your heart is broken and your heart is lonely that we can go to the wrong place and still end up lonely and broken? One of the benefits of knowing Jesus Christ is this. You could actually forgive yourself. You can forgive yourself. You can actually look at God and look at your family and look at others and say, I know I've done wrong, but I know God's got my back. There's a story in the Bible of a woman who committed adultery. How horrible, right? Adultery. She committed adultery. Where does she hide? Where can she go? I want you to see this. Look at John 8 with me, verses 10 through 11. Jesus stood up and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And she says, no, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. What I love about this is that Jesus is willing to stand up for someone that others probably walked away from. When you know Jesus, you know someone that regardless of what's happened in your life, whatever you find yourself in, he's never going to walk away. But he will stand up for you and he will stand up with you. Jesus will stand up for you. And he's going to stand up next to you. I don't know about you, but sometimes in life when we do things that we know we should have never done, or we've allowed ourselves to go to places we should have never gone, it's great to know that we have the benefit 
that we can call on Jesus Christ. And regardless of who has walked away from us, he will never walk away from us. He has promised that he will never leave us and he's never going to forsake us. He's going to walk with you through the fire. He's going to walk with you through the flood. He's going to walk with you through the divorce. He's going to walk with you through COVID-19. He will walk with you through a financial crisis. He will walk with you through that physical issue because Jesus Christ is not like me and he's not like you and he's not like everyone else. Jesus is faithful even when we are not. He'll love you even when you can't love yourself. He'll even forgive you when you're struggling to forgive yourself. We're talking about the Savior of the world. This is what makes Jesus completely different. But unless you have Jesus in your life, you won't have this benefit. I'm sorry. It's exclusively for those who have opened their hearts and have said, God, I need you. Some of you are going to do that today and God is going to change your life. But before that, I want you to look at number four. The fourth benefit of knowing Jesus is I can walk by faith when I am tempted to walk in fear. Can I be real with you? This week has been tough for me. I was planning our coming out party as a church. And then Monday came and everyone is freaking out because the COVID numbers are up. The hospitalizations are up. I had to postpone our, our couples retreat. I'm second guessing our plan to relaunch the church and I'm praying and God reminded me this in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, I remember when I was a kid and my dad took me one night to go feed the homeless and, and to preach in the streets of Miami. It was probably about 10 p.m. It was late. And downtown Miami wasn't like it is today. My dad was fearless and a little crazy. But you have to be a little crazy in ministry. And we get to this dark, dark street, and I look at my dad, and I'm a kid, I'm, I'm, I'm young, and I tell him, Papi, are you sure? And he says, ¿Qué te pasa? What's wrong with you? ¿Tienes miedo? Are you scared? And he points outside of the car, and he says, Mira los ángeles que nos están rodeando. Look at the angels that are surrounding us. And I looked, and I didn't see anything. And I told him, Papi, everyone is sleeping. And he says, don't worry, when they smell my fricasse de pollo, when they smell the fricassee that I made, they're going to wake up. And we got out of the car, and my dad brought out his fricasse, and he started preaching. He had no fear. See, when you have Jesus in your life, you can walk by faith when you're tempted to live in fear. My dad taught me that he was not going to allow fear to stop him from fulfilling what God was calling him to do. How are you allowing fear to control your life today? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know how many more people are going to get COVID. I don't know what's going to happen with that dust that's coming from Africa or if there's going to be another earthquake in Central America or any other part of the world. But I know this, as long as I have air in my lungs, I'm going to declare the name of Jesus because he has given me benefits that no one can take from me and today I want to offer those benefits to you and all you need to do is surrender your life to him to say God I am tired of living life alone I am tired of living life 
condemned. I am tired of living in fear. I am tired of looking in the mirror and not liking the person and the image that I see. I need the identity of Jesus in my life. I need to be filled with the power and the certainty of Christ. And all you need to do today to receive him into your life is to repeat this prayer with me. Mean it from the bottom of your heart. Close your eyes right now and repeat the words that I am going to say. Say, dear God, I come to you today and I say, I'm sorry for the mistakes that I've made, for the sins that I've committed. I give you my life. I give you everything. Be my God, be my savior. In Jesus name I pray, amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.